1: Figure Lending, LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.
0: What is up, Gypsy Gang, and welcome back to another episode of the Gypsy Tales podcast. And today, we're in for our third installment of the Red Bull Ampol Racing Quarterly Report, this time with team driver Brock Feeney. It has been an epic sophomore year for the Queenslander with a win at the Sandown 500 Endurance Race. On this episode of The Quarterly Report, we talk becoming the youngest ever winner of the Sandown 500, racing alongside his idol Jamie Winkup, his nan's hot lap of Bathurst, his 21st birthday celebrations, racing the GT World Challenge Asia for 2023, and an insane joyride with fellow Red Bull athlete Matt Hall. But before we get into the podcast, we need to give you a quick word from some of our sponsors. Now, fellas, can you smell the pumpkin spice in the air? If you haven't heard, it's fresh face fall and nobody else can give your face the love it needs other than our friends at Manscaped. The folks who changed below the belt are here to help with their brand new handyman electric face shaver designed to give your face that smooth finish without the mess of a wet shave. It's the perfect tool for men with all beard lengths. Whether you're lining up your neckline or taking it all off to feel that autumn breeze, make sure you join the 9 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Head over to manscaped.com and use the code GYPSYGANG for 20% off and free shipping. Don't be a bad apple this year, choose Manscaped. Now, obviously, run the beard on the pod, so got to kind of keep that thing squared and and, I guess like clean, but Without Manscaped, that would be a whole lot harder. I literally have been running their uh, Performance Package 4.0 for a while now, uh, and every year their products evolve and they just get better and better. Your Your face is also the first thing people see when you walk through the door, so you should give them something to look at with Manscaped's handyman. With the Handyman skin-safe technology to help reduce nicks and cuts, you can finally feel confident when going for that close shave. For wet or dry use, feel free to bring this anywhere and everywhere. The compact design and airplane friendliness make this the perfect travel tool for on the go. And for my fellas with a little more scruff like myself, Manscaped's Beard Hedger Pro kit has everything you need to tame your mane. And I've been running that kit for a while now and I absolutely love it. This features their signature Beard Hedger. This cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths all with one guard. So no more messy drawers full of those extra add-ons which we all hate and we just lose them anyway. That's right, face grooming doesn't need to be hard. Get 20 different beard lengths in just one guard. The Beard Hedger is a high-tech piece of art in a travel-sized package with long-lasting battery, universal charging, and a super strong motor. Trust me, boys, you can't go wrong with any of these options. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code GYPSYGANG at MANSCAPED.COM. That's 20% off with free shipping at MANSCAPED.COM and use the code GYPSYGANG. We're also brought to you by our long time friends at Boost Mobile, and now has never been a better time to switch to Boost. Why is that, might you ask? Well, last week there were nationwide outages on another network in Australia, and in the five years that I've been with Boost Mobile, I have never experienced such an outage. Secondly, Boost Mobile are gearing up for their biggest sale of the year right now over at Boost.com.au for their Black Friday deals. You can save up to 15% on refurbished devices, which I've actually run for years now, as well as up to 65% off selected SIM cards. For example, you can get 260 gigabytes of data for just $250 on a 12 month paid upfront SIM card. Or if you aren't that data hungry, you can get 50 gig for just $12. The SIM sale ends on the 27th of November, terms and conditions apply. To be on the full Telstra network with no lock-in contracts plus free shipping, you really can't go wrong with Boost Mobile. Head to boost.com.au to find out more. We're also brought to you by the team at Fist Handware. You know... We are homies with that whole fist crew. The makers of the best gloves for off road. Uh, They also do some hybrid stuff. So, if you're an on road commuting kind of guy, hot weather, cold weather, normal weather, fist handwear has you covered. They also have some pretty epic socks as well. If you uh, if you want to run the hands and feet in Fist when you ride, uh, I have been running their long moto sock for years now, uh, and I swear by it in the same way I swear by the gloves. If you want to get a pair for yourself, you can head to fisthandwear.com.au or fisthandwear.com. They ship whether you're in Australia, whether you're in the US, whether you're in Europe. So make sure you head to fisthandwear.com and use the code gypsy gang for 15% off. We are also brought to you by the team at Tropical Auto Group, and if you're in the market for a new or used car, then you cannot be buying anything without picking up the phone and calling Kyle. Now Kyle has been keeping not only us moving, but countless other members of the Gypsy Gang for about the last three years. Tropical Auto Group in Rockhampton stocks Ford, Mitzi, Kia, Isuzu, and Great Wall. If you don't live in Rockhampton, that doesn't matter. It won't stop Kyle doing a killer deal for you. So make sure you head to tropicalauto.com, ask for Kyle, and you'll get a $500 gift voucher at MX Store with the purchase of a new or used car. That's it from me. Enjoy this episode with Brock Feeney. All right, Brock Fien is in the house for a third edition of our quarterly report with uh, the Red Boy and Paul Racing team, mate, flying solo in the studio today, your teammates are all busy, but uh, you've made the time, so thanks for coming in, mate.
1: Nah, thank you, mate, good to good to see you again. It's been a while between between episodes, everyone's been pretty busy, but um, yeah, good to catch up and rewind on what's been a pretty hectic last couple of months i suppose not only for us but for you as well
0: yeah yeah everyone's pretty busy i think we're all man it's crazy to think that the year's almost done man like this is i went i was doing like a, we do the folders for the computer like everything's in order and i was <laughs> typing out the date today i'm like wow that is yeah almost not cool that <laughs> we're in november
1: It's scary. I mean all the Christmas decorations are starting to come up. It's that time of the year. It's um I mean at the start of the year it feels like it's ticking along nice, but the last, I mean, three, four months have just flown by. So, um yeah, it's nearly over. I can't believe it.
0: What what's your perspective on this year being in like I guess your second you know second year full time like you kind of you know it's sort of routine getting a bit more routine now you know like I'm sure you're starting to feel a bit more like a part of the furniture like has it kind of felt like that as this season's gone on?
1: Yeah, it's definitely different to last year. I mean. Last year was just about ticking the boxes, you know, learning and doing all that stuff and I'm still doing that but at least now I suppose i got a bit of structure and a bit of understanding on what to do. Um, I've been to all the tracks now so I know what I'm going to when I get there uh, but it's it's been good. I mean, the thing that I've enjoyed the most this year is being in the fight where last year I was, I was never really in the fight, you know, I got one win at the end of the year but um, I was, you know, I was sort of in the top 10 consistently but... I love rocking up to the track and, and you going there to win and that mentality has been so awesome this year. So I'm very fortunate to be in the position that I was able to get some wins this year and and I, I love that. That's what we go racing for. It's what we want to do. So I've really enjoyed, you know, being back in that position and, and having that mindset again.
0: What What is it that changes when you're in the fight, so to speak?
1: Yeah, I mean, all you look... I'm not saying I wasn't in this mindset last year, but it was, you know, it was a different goal at the end of life. It It was a different goal last year. It was about, you know, it was about learning the ropes and, and understanding what I've got to do to, to I suppose be successful in this support. And it's just about learning. And this year, I suppose we kicked off pretty well and we got a win at round two and on the podiums pretty early in the season. So from there on in, you know, you're thinking about how can we fight for this championship and, um, we you know we got to within 20 points of the lead unfortunately uh we fell off a bit and, and we're out of the championship hunt now but to go through the year rocking up to weekends thinking okay let's go out and win some races and and we were able to do so at quite a few as a lot of fun and as a as someone that competes in sport all you want to do is win And when you have that mindset, I mean, you're pretty fired up all the time and all you want to do is get to the next race. So I've really enjoyed it. I mean, uh, I've got a great group of people behind me that allow me to do that. And it's been a lot of fun uh, to get a couple of trophies this year.
0: Yeah. And I I can imagine that, you know, there's a big difference between going to the track and I guess... I always say there's a difference between thinking you can win and knowing that you can win yep. and it completely changes everything from the race weekend to you know the Monday after the races to every cycle that you're doing it's not that like I get it it's not that you're not trying on all of those other times but there's you just can't replace that actual knowledge of hey I've won these races and I know that every time I go to the track I can win and think there's like probably a, just a different level of accountability that you feel there's probably a different level of pressure from the team that you feel and you know last year you could kind of go back on not excuses but you're like oh well guys like it you know it is what it is like we're learning they're trying to grow with you but i'm assuming now that just the expectations are just different
1: yeah it has changed and it, it sort of came to a reality at sydney a few months back um it was a tough weekend for us and i in the last race i just got pipped for third on the last lap and got fourth and mate, i was gutted like i was i was so upset and you know mum was like to me oh imagine if this was 12 months ago how stoked you would have been with p4 yeah and i'm like oh it's amazing how how times change but um look you just you got to approach every weekend i suppose the same but um you know there's certainly times where a fifth will feel like a win and and sometimes uh second will be a kick in the guts but you, you got to take that but as I said I've I've enjoyed it I mean getting the one at the end of last year certainly helped me but being able to get a couple of wins at the start of this year certainly you know gave me that confidence that it wasn't a fluke that we were we did have the the pace to do it so it's been a lot of fun
0: yeah man uh, it's, it is cool and like you say it's what you go racing for you know like you You spend your whole life in karts and you're competitive and then you go through the development series and you're competitive and it's like you know different levels but the feeling's the same like you want to win you have the expectations and you have the disappointments that come along with expectations and you know now you're just replicating it at the highest level
1: yeah it's all the same stuff i mean when i was racing for australian kart championships i mean the pressure was maybe not well I don't like to talk about pressure because I, I don't really like talking about it. I don't think it's... I think it's a, a great thing that we get to be put through. And, you know, I love the feeling of rocking up on the grid and you got a little bit of nerves before you take off. But I've been... Fortunately enough, you know, I've, I've been in that situation for a few years, you know, even back in go-karts when I was racing... I mean, you're fighting for a championship, and the guys starting next year—it's not all, um, it's not all sunshine at that time. But uh, I've I've enjoyed it. It's been a pretty cool journey to be a part of. So,
0: no, it's awesome, dude. So, last time we spoke, there was a lot of talk about cars and the the, yeah. <laughs> the new, uh, you know, the new generation of cars. Has that chilled out a bit in in everyone's mind or? is it still is that still something that is kind of been a challenge to work with
1: i think now we're at the point where look there's they're still talking about it and they're actually taking two cars to america uh, in a few weeks time to do some wind tunnel testing with them but uh car wise i mean for sure there's been some rocky ones in the last few but i think everyone's sort of forgetting about it and, and yep. getting on with it at the moment i think yeah, there's been a couple of issues. I mean, we had a problem at Bathurst, um, but I think overall we're at the point where these are our cars. I mean, we're not going yeah. back. At the start of the year, everyone's like, oh, I, w- I wish it was like this in the old car. Now it's like, nah, this is our car. Um, let's get on with it and-, and do what we can do.
0: Have you found any, I guess, positives with the new car? Like as time's gone on and the development's gone on, like is it, have you, uh, I guess, made friends with it in in more ways than you thought you would be able to at the start of the season?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean I'm enjoying it a lot more and I always think back if we went back to Newcastle now with the car that we've got and the experience that we've got, it'd be interesting to see how we compete against Mm. ourselves at the start of the year. It'd be it'd be real interesting. But I remember at the start it was like, Holy hell, (laughs) like this thing is wild. It was real hard work and it was hard to feel uh it was hard to feel what was going on but we're you know we're 10 months down the track now i feel like we're in a pretty good spot with the cars and and us as drivers are are used to it now and sort of understand what we're going to get so it's been interesting the you know what we've learned in these 12 months has been pretty wild so it's good I'm, i'm liking these new cars i mean they're a lot of fun it's shaken up the field massively uh super i suppose even everyone's got the same car so it's been been pretty interesting this year
0: yeah it must be a bit of a relief too that it's sort of less of a topic and less of a talking point in a sense as well um i mean i think it's cool when you get those new i I feel like it's the same in a lot of motorsports though you know like f1 it's just all about the car when it changes and i feel like the porpoising you know what i mean like you just hear the buzzword for the whole and then it everyone kind of gets on with it um but I, it's probably a relief that it's less of a topic now for you guys
1: yeah I mean we're, we're going through weekends without talking about it now which is which is good I tried to stay clear away from everything I mean I just wanted to focus on what I wanted to do and and, and not worry about everything else but yeah there's a lot of, there's always stuff going on behind the scenes that um you know our teams are working through and, and trying to improve and and look, there's still a lot of improving to go through, but uh, we've come such a long way from you know where we were when we last spoke to you.
0: Yeah, oh, that's sweet. So before we get too much further into the racing thing, officially 21 now, so yeah. you can go all around the world and hit the pits. I can go to Vegas now. Yeah. How was uh, I guess? How was it turning 21? Just being, you know, a bit of a bit of a milestone. Did you, did you do anything wild? I was? Pretty, pretty bummed I missed your party. It, it looked like a bit of a good one.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was good. I mean, I don't feel any different. I'm just a couple of days older. But uh, no, it was good. We had a bit of a bash at home. I mean, I haven't had a party for a very, very long time uh, just because of racing and I've never been home. But um, it was a week after Bathurst, so it was good in a way because I'd walked away from Bathurst pretty disappointed. So I got to focus on doing our house up for the party all week so i got my mind off that but to have everyone i suppose all my family and friends at home and the crew from the team there was pretty special and um the team gave me my winning bonnet from Sandown, all signed by the crew so that was awesome i mean that's so cool you always want you always want something from your car but it, <laughs> i can't just walk up and take my bonnet yeah, so to get yeah, that as yeah, a yeah. to get that as a gift was pretty special and uh yeah it's gonna it's gonna go somewhere pretty special
0: Oh, that's awesome! So, yeah, I guess that was the my segue into uh, Sandown. You're the youngest driver ever to win Sandown, so you would have been twenty at the time. Uh, what was the race like? And I guess is it cool to be breaking records? Like, I feel like you've kind of you're kind of one of the guys that you really have broke a lot of, maybe not broken records, but you've definitely broken ground in the sport. Just being that you're so young, driving for the premier team you know straight out of the development category so it's kind of cool that you kept that going in a sense by you know you win Sandown the youngest driver ever it's, it's got to be pretty a pretty cool feeling
1: yeah night no, is awesome obviously you don't think about it at the time about the record but um look hopefully one day when i'm old and telling stories it's something cool to to reel off um but yeah, it was an awesome weekend. I mean, we rolled out real strong from first practice. So we were, I think, we topped the first practice session, and the weekend was really solid. And man, Jamie um, he was obviously partnered up with me that weekend. We were we were top two or three all weekend. And I did a bad shootout lap, so we started fifth. But within ten laps, he was in the lead and, and pulling away from everyone. Man, it was it was unreal. It was one of the coolest things that I've I've been out to watch and watching him do it in my car uh the number 88 where he where he belongs uh was so special and i couldn't believe it because the whole weekend all we were talking about was tire deg and you got to make the tires last and you know we thought he'd just sort of settle into a groove and and sort of stay where he was but man it took no time he was putting on moves that was it was so awesome and i was i was sitting there very nervous and then uh yeah he got to the lead and, and pulled away and it set up for an awesome race. I mean, uh, we were we had about a five second gap with twenty laps to go and was sort of yeah cruising on home, nice and at a nice pace. And and then there was a safety car that came out, and I had Brody and Shane and Will, you know, right on me for the last twenty laps. So it made it pretty special to win at the time. And uh, look. If the safety card didn't come out, I would have been stoked. You know what I mean? I would have got to, I yeah. would have got the win. But to win it under the pressure, um, the guys that I was fighting in the championship at the time was pretty special.
0: Man, it must be cool to watch Jamie do his thing. You know, like he was such a awesome champion for the sport, but he's just such a fucking good dude too. You yeah. know, he's <laughs> such a he's such a fun guy. And, I mean, I'm sure that Jamie, that's you know, got the helmet on and in the garage all weekend on a race weekend like that's probably a little bit different to the retired fun jamie Wink cup that we're kind of you know that we're kind of more accustomed to but it must be so sick to just see him go out and just do work in that way and it's probably a epic experience for him you know like all of the his life so much different now than when you're just being a racer full-time so for him to get out and like scratch that itch in a way and just do so well it must have been pretty cool to watch
1: yeah man it was awesome and look I never really got to I suppose I never got to race against Jamie but like this is like no joke like a few years back I'm watching him on the couch like how like how good is this guy you know what I mean and and fast forward a few years he was co-driving with me at, at Sandown and we won we won the Sandown 500 like I remember watching the 2019, which was the last 500, which he he ended up winning with Craig. Yeah. And to watch the race, and um, you know him and Shane were battling it out. Shane had a problem in the end, and and Jamie won. But to think, I watched the last 500, which he won. Just no idea. Never met him before. Just a fan. And to do to do it with him, uh, I was four years later. Is pretty wild.
0: Oh man, it, he's. He would have been like him and Lounsey are probably your goats, you know. Like everyone, yeah. everyone grows up in an era. Like for me in motocross, it's like Ricky Carmichael, James Stewart, Jeremy McGrath. Like you have these errors based on when you were born. Like who was the man at the time? And like your era is J Dub and Lounsey.
1: Yeah, it's literally, yeah, it is. I mean, we've grown up. There's this photo I found on Gold Coast Weekend and in 2013 i think it was i went to gold coast i bought a red bull shirt and i was standing in front of the 88 car on the grid for the start of the race and i found that photo i was some a a friend that we went with um sent it to me on the gold coast weekend and um it is like it is so cool to think that i was just a little kid Well, what would i have been 10 years ago yeah I'd have been 11 years old 11, at yeah. the V8s watching it and yeah 10 years later I'm, I'm racing it and I got to win with uh the guy that I looked up to when I was younger so it's it's crazy it's crazy how the world works but um yeah pretty fortunate to be in the position that I am
0: oh and I mean they say never meet your heroes but there's some of them that you should definitely meet because, <laughs> yeah. they're, because they're awesome and j Dub's yeah. one of those dudes
1: yeah no I've, I've enjoyed it I mean it's so fun hanging out with him and look I don't i don't see him now as uh you know as a racer i see him as a good mate of mine and and we're fortunate enough to go and race together on the weekends which is pretty cool
0: what's the most challenging part about about the endurance races where you have to have a teammate
1: um look yeah you gotta have you gotta have someone that you can trust but Mm. you need to make sure that and you know it's always the Everyone says the same thing as a co-driver. you got to hand back the car to the main driver um, straight and clean and, and ready to go. That's a lot easier said than done. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Sandown at Bathurst, you get to the first corner, Sandown's 500, Bathurst is 1,000K. It's so easy to get in a crash at the first corner, you know what I mean? But yeah, the older and more experienced guys really understand how easy it is to throw it away. and uh, uh, So... To have someone like Jamie that, you know, you got full trust in, I know he's not going to go out and do anything stupid and, and cause chaos, uh, makes it a lot better for me because I can I can sit back and be a little bit more relaxed. I'm not saying I am relaxed, but yeah. you can chill out a little bit more and, and trust that you go uh, your car's in good hands. Do, uh,
0: is the car more... So, it's like your car that weekend, essentially, because you're the main driver but is there any compromise that you have to make on setup or are you trying to take into account like jamie's feedback or what's the balance like that
1: yeah so obviously you know sort of after tail and ben which is around before we're very fortunate that we're a very similar body shape so we don't need to use a seat insert so for say richie and shane richie has to put in an insert in inside of shane's seat which is sort of like a booster seat i suppose so you can (laughs) get a little bit higher this this year the pedals move though so you don't really need to go closer you just need to go higher so me and jamie don't have that which makes a massive difference then look he jumps in the car um he picks up on 10 things straight away you know what i mean he's he's so good at that and that's what i love about him he jumps in he's like oh why is that like that why is that like that and it makes you think about it and um look, we rolled up to Sandown. There was changes, but um, only very, very little things. It was it was nothing major. I didn't have to be uncomfortable whatsoever. And we tried to make it so he wasn't uncomfortable. But uh, yeah, we we're pretty fortunate that, look, we tell the same thing on setup. So it was very good. At, at Sandown and Bathurst, I was able to focus on the short runs for the car. So a little bit more qualifying. And J-Dub just did race runs all weekend and Look, when I got in on Sunday at Bathurst, I hadn't drove the race car yet. It was all off J-Dub, you know what I mean? And, wow. and we're pretty fortunate that, um, that you know, he tells good feedback and, and we talk the same lingo because there's a lot of guys that, you know, drive the car different and it handles different for both guys. So uh, it's pretty good that we got similar similar feelings from the car.
0: Does it feel weird to be like, hey, man, yeah, Jamie Winkup, one of the best Fiat supercar drivers of all time. Just get used to my setup, bro. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's hard because obviously he gets in and and wants it to be perfect for him which is which is what I want as well you know I want him to be comfortable but I'm sure he's not hundred percent perfect. I'm sure there'd be a couple of things that he would change and and he's had to adapt to over the past or well, the last two time the last two years that we've done it together so um, but he's been good I feel like we've we've got to a place where we're both very comfortable in the car and uh, it works out well
0: are you still like learning off him in a sense when you know you go into a weekend like that and you're actually seeing it as an opportunity to learn off off a guy like that
1: yeah always I mean I feel like I'm always learning off the people around me I've got got Shane every weekend I'm going up against him and you know he's a teammate so I can lean on him Uh, and and Jade up on those weekends man we learned so much I learned so much off him and uh, before then as well I mean we spent a week on the coast doing some training and stuff like that and just to just to see the mindset and the preparation that goes in beforehand I never got to see it before I joined the team so it's been good to see him uh, in that in that racing mind and I really enjoyed doing the process with him because it's so much fun like that's at Sandown a couple of weeks before man we were just having fun like we were, we were training hard we were preparing really well we rocked up. The car felt great. It was just, it was just a good weekend, and um, the result came with it.
0: Is that one of the best things about doing your job? In a sense, is that when things are going right, and you can just focus on training and driving, that it just makes life very simple and very fun.
1: Yeah, I mean. You know, you sort of talk about it. When you do get on a roll, some things sort of roll a little bit nicer. Um, But, yeah, it's good. I mean, when you're in a good spot, you know, you're you're competitive, you know, everything's sort of going right. Uh, You're just in a good spot. I think if you rock up to a race weekend and you're negative and you're thinking about other stuff, it's probably not going to work out as as good as it could. So uh, that was the best thing about that weekend. We rocked up super positive. We were feeling good and the weekend just went with it it just shows like you put in the work and and the results like genuinely they do come with it you know what i mean if you if you work hard you do all the prep right um you're setting yourself up as best as possible
0: yeah yeah no it's cool man i think i mean even just for us like we just did the world vets thing and we just had a full week of like riding every day working on our bikes changing things you know we had our mate franco there that was you know making whatever changes we wanted (laughs) on the bike and stuff and it's just like it was such a a look into like being a professional athlete in a sense you know and it's like i think that that's probably so much of the fun that you have with your job is that you just have the ability to just focus on getting better
1: yeah it's so awesome and Look, it's a bit more challenging, I feel like, with us because we don't get to drive so much. I mean, we do 12 yeah. races a year and three test days, but that's what makes it a challenge. And, um, you know, on your weeks off, you got to figure out what what's going to make you faster when you rock up in a few weeks' time. So that's the interesting thing that I've had to learn over the past 12 months. And honestly, I don't think there's a better man to learn off than Jade Up in that area. He was... He was at the top of his game and all that sort of stuff. His prep was awesome. Uh, his training He's super fit. So I've really enjoyed learning that off him and, and, and putting it to use.
0: Yeah. So going into, uh, I guess, talking about Bathurst, um, what went right? What went wrong?
1: Yeah, I mean, everything was going right. Uh, look, qualified second. J-Dub got the start, driving away. Um, was in a yeah we were in a great position, but early on in the race, just with how pit stops fell, um, we we dropped behind the 97 car, but we had more fuel, so effectively I think we we're eight seconds up the road. But yeah, then another safety car fell, and, and we had to stack early on in the day, um, so we, we sort of dropped back to 1520. J Dub fought all the way back up again, um, a, f- a few runs later, stack again, we fell back. J Dub fought all the way back up again. And, yeah, with about 20 laps to go, I think it was six six seconds off Shane and uh, the gear tower broke and and that was all she wrote for Bathurst, unfortunately. So, it was a... Uh, man, you learn so much on those weekends. Like, we were... Yeah, we were P2 at the time. We were sort of in with a shot. Um, and, yeah, it all, all fell apart, unfortunately. But, yeah, for about four or five laps before the tower broke... Um, my gear lever kept getting stuck back, so every time I'd pull a gear, I'd have to push it back to the central position. Um, it took me a while to figure it out, but I went down the straight and just flicked it back, and it and it got stuck. So I knew then that there was uh, there was some sort of a problem. But um, yeah, a few laps later, it got stuck, and we came in. We got it fixed. We got some points in the end, but uh, yeah, pretty 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 tough to to watch it slip away. But um, Look, that's the cool thing about bathurst it's uh the the biggest race it's the best but it's it's the hardest to win so we'll go again next year and try and do it again
0: yeah i I feel like bathurst for someone like you especially so early in your career you're just forming this like long-term relationship (laughs) with this with this racetrack (laughs) and with the circuit and with everything that that comes with it so where are you at in your relationship with bathurst (laughs) is that just these few years yeah
1: look you can say it's a love hate but man i love the joint like (laughs) it did hurt me last time but honestly all i want to do is just go back to bathurst like i absolutely love driving that track it's so much fun and i made the shootout this year it's a that's one of the coolest laps i've ever done in a car around there but uh it's funny after bathurst you know everyone that i see now is still talking about it obviously i'm trying to just move on from it but um far out i would love to stood on the podium you know what i mean like everyone's like oh you got plenty of years to go but yeah i wish i could have done it but anyway um as i said i just can't wait to, i wish we could go 12 months in the future and i could go back to the 1000 right now but um that's the best thing about the joint is you're only race there you know twice a year we do 12 hour and on 1000 and it's what makes it so special
0: yeah man and i could just see that every year that you go adds like another chapter in that love hate story you know and it's like when you do get to stand on the pavement of the win it's like it it all the it's not like a standalone race if that makes sense it's not like yeah. you just won that one race like every lap that you've done at that circuit every race before all the heart rate everything kind of goes into it and i think that that's I think that's why that track is so special and why that race is so special.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, the good one at that was Jamie. I came in, I was, mate, I was devastated. And he goes, hey, mate, look, I've been in that position 10, 10 12 times. It's it's happened to me plenty of times and it probably won't be your last. But, um, yeah, you got plenty of years to go, so... Um, yeah, he was he was good in that situation. He was he's been through it all before, but um, it is what makes that place so special. Look, I hope I do get to to stand on the top step there one day. That's that's one of the biggest ones that I I want to do. So um, I'm sure it'll make you know make me forget about last or this year.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent. What's the hot lap like at Bathurst? Is that something like? to send at that track with that wall with the walls and how steep the hills are there i mean it must be different to every other racetrack
1: yeah it is awesome like i've made a few shootouts but like all you want to do is the bathurst top 10 shootout you know that's the one everyone watches it's the one where you just lay everything down um so yeah we qualified fifth and the the cool thing is before the session we get to set a reference lap in our dash um. Oh well, yeah, yeah. You know. So you get a target, and it changes throughout the lap. It's live. It updates. So you want something good. And in qualifying, I did a five zero. I think I did. And we're like, oh, they're like, what do you want to put in? I'm like, put in a five zero. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send it, and we'll see what happens. The first guy went out, and it was like a two o six two, and then it was like a two o six flat. And I'm like, oh no, like my time's yeah. way off. Like yeah. <laughs> there's no chance, but. Shane ended up doing a 4-9 a couple of runs before me, and then I'm like, holy crap, like, I'm going to have to do my... I'm going to have to beat my fastest lap of the weekend by a bit, and, yeah, I come out of Turn 1, I was the 10th half, and I was like, yeah, we're on, and and it was... um, Yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool. You're going over the top, you leave nothing on the table. Um, I still got smoked for pole, but, um, yeah, we got second. We got in a great spot, and it turned out to be pretty good because J-Dub led into Turn 1, so awesome man like as i said that is the coolest track in the world i love driving there but to do a shootout there was so special like i watch it every year and to be a part of it and yeah i was so pumped like i felt like i did a really good lap so i was pretty chuffed is
0: is the nerves for the shootout sitting there for the shootout more than the nerves for the race
1: um no I, I feel like I was more nervous at the start and obviously you're not driving so you're watching yeah. someone else do the start so I was yeah you're watching J-Dub do it and it's pretty nerve-wracking watching that but look for sure you're you're pretty nervous before the start of it I was just trying to relax and, and stay calm but you know you roll up to the end of pit lane waiting to take off and you're just sitting there for a minute just going like shit this is happening like I'm about to go out and, and do a shootout but um as so, mate as soon as you drive out you forget about everything else and all you're thinking about is doing a good lap and um as soon as i got through turn one it's the best i'd got through turn one all weekend i'm like thank god like <laughs> i haven't thrown it away yet so we're on for a, and we're on for a good lap and it turned out to be all right yeah
0: it's honestly a spectacle like uh, the the bathurst shootout is just insane like the speeds are so crazy the everyone's so close to the walls and it's everyone's just on the limit and i mean there's something so obviously sick about the full grid going into turn one and and yeah there's there's so much to the the full field racing and the sound but then there's also something like eerie about one car on yeah. that mountain you know it's one one car driving past there's no other sounds and you know just the, the crowd following you around for the entire lap like it's such a I don't know it's such just like a surreal like eerie kind of tension and you know they're so close over such a obviously like a long distance you know
1: yeah yeah I'm nearly getting goosebumps thinking about it. like it's such <laughs> yeah. a cool thing man like it's it's the in supercars I mean Bathurst is our holy grail like it is our coolest thing um you wanna you know at the top of that is is winning Bathurst but doing a shootout you know you're flat out you don't get to do that in a race I mean we were 4 seconds a lap off the pace of our shootout at the end of the race yeah. that's a big chunk so when you're in the yeah. shootout like you, you got no fuel you got the best tyres you got everyone watching um like i was so pumped like when i made it i was pretty stoked um but then to go out and do a good lap i was like thank god i didn't throw it away like it was it was so much fun like i really loved it
0: oh man and and just to be able to rise to that occasion you know and you get guys that were so good at that shit like scotty and svg you know like jader lounsey like you get the dudes that are like just on point when it comes to that one lap and I mean it just sets up your weekend so huge like literally the whole country's watching you I mean it's it's a pressure cooker situation and you know like to be the kind of sick freak that likes that <laughs> you, yeah you know, like that's pretty oh, no, special it's,
1: yeah it's cool I mean yeah I was I remember watching Scotty was pretty good around Bathurst doing one lap um but I remember him talking about his reference lap, you know what I mean? He put in a big lap on his dash and he went out and did it. So yeah, it's pretty cool to to be in the situation where we can go and, and do one lap around Bathurst and yeah, not throw it away at turn one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you took your Nan on a hot lap too. How was uh, how yeah. was that experience?
1: Yeah, it wasn't a shootout lap, but um it was <laughs> look, it wasn't as enjoyable as my shootout lap, but it was very, very close behind. So um yeah, my nan turned 88 on the Thursday of Bathurst, so... Oh, that's you know, tw- sick. 12 and months the back, she's, car? Yeah, she's like, I'm coming, you know, I'm turning 88, you're 88, it's meant to be. Um, so, she came down with my aunt, uh, and my whole family was down there, and um, very early on in the year at Tasmania, I spoke to Charlie from Supercars, and I said, hey, my nan's coming to Bathurst. I said, do you reckon there's any chance that we could organise a hot lap for her in one of the ride cars? She said, yeah, leave it with me. And so, we got it sorted out quite a while back. Um, I didn't tell Nan. And then GM got a hold of it and, and said, um, hey, you're doing this. Let's get you on a Corvette. So, then they organized the Corvette. Uh, and then, so, it was on Friday afternoon straight after qualifying. So, I was like, hopefully, i make the shootout. So, I'm in a good mood. But um, yeah, birthday, Thursday night, we went out. I put... I had to get her to fill out the indemnity form. Yeah. So I put it in her card. And we're at dinner. Um, she's opened her card, and she's just pulled the form out. And she's read the card, and on the card it "For your present, I'm going to take you for a hot lap tomorrow." And she didn't have her glasses on, so she's just she's read the card, and she goes, "Oh, that's nice. Thanks, Brock." <laughs> and everyone's like, everyone's filming her because they knew, and it was yeah. like, "Nan, read the card." So dad gave her her glasses, and yeah, she was she was so stoked. But like every time I see her, like we always, she wants to talk about it. She absolutely loved it. So. Yeah, you're only, you're only allowed to do 130Ks on the ride laps. Um, but to take my 88 year old nan around Bathurst um, is very, very special. So it was, I can't thank everyone that made it happen because it's pretty wild to think that I was able to do that.
0: Oh, man. Such a cool one off experience to, you know, to be able to like give her a picture of what your world is, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So she used to go back to Bathurst. Oh, what would it have been? I mean 40 45 years ago to watch dad race motorbikes around there you know back in the day and he used to race there and she's always got the memories uh you know going there and watching dad and hiding in the toilets because she didn't want to watch and all that but um yeah she comes to a couple these days it's obviously a little bit harder to get around but the 88 um yeah she all she wanted to do was come to Bathurst so it was pretty pretty special and to do that and actually get her in a car was awesome
0: Man, I, yeah, I can't even imagine how cool that was. And then yeah. you got to do a hot lap with Matt Hall.
1: Yeah. Now, that was one of the coolest experiences that I've ever done. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I, I've had a pretty good imagine. few months when I, when I realize I'm saying this stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was after Taylor and Ben. And the night before, I was going with Tom, our commercial manager from the team, and he sent me a video when J-Dub did it and J-Dub threw up so all night i'm just like you're like i'm spilling for sure yeah yeah i'm like i don't normally get sick but i was just i was like scared i'm like oh my god and but that was so cool i was just like laughing the whole time like it was so enjoyable we got up to 8g and my face nearly fell off i looked about 150 years old but um on the gold coast as well over you know through surface and all that like it's unreal
0: Dude, I, that's that must have been a pretty epic experience. Like how many what's max Gs that you'd hit at any circuit on in a supercar?
1: 2 or 3? Maybe. Yes. So you're but when adding, you're in control. Oh, yeah, when you're in control it's not that bad. Like I was like, yeah, mate, I'll be fine. Like can't be can't be that bad. We took off at 2G when we went up and I'm like, holy crap. And when we did 4, I'm like, oh man, I don't think I'm going to be able to do eight. We did 6 and I'm like Oh like I'm not that flash but we'll give it a go. And we did eight and yeah, as I said, my face nearly fell off. Um if he went for another five seconds I probably would have blacked out, but um yeah, he stopped, really. which was good. But uh it's cool, like you just you try and tense up, but you know, after a while you go through the turn and yeah, he flattened out, which was good.
0: <laughs> so were you were you having to do like the fighter jet breathing sort of stuff? They they run you through all that or
1: um, he was just saying, it's pretty much hold your breath and, and tense, I suppose. And just he said, just try and keep the blood in your head. But he talks you... Th- Man, he's so good. He talks you through everything. So, you know, every time we were about to do something, he'd let me know. He'd t- say, look out at the right wing and then we'd twist or hold your breath. Or He was awesome. So, it was pretty pretty cool to do that. I mean, uh, Red Bull teed me up with him. It's, we've been talking about it for a long time, but it was always around a race meeting. So, straight after and Ben. I said you can go on tuesday i'm like yep yeah, no worries i'll be there
0: so and what was the like was it just for you or that there was like a bit of a an event sort of thing or
1: so it was after the gold coast air show um that was on oh, the same weekend yeah. that we were racing so matt was in town for another few days so um yeah myself and tom from the team went out and went for a went for a ride so it was pretty awesome
0: he's a full-on legend that dude i like i actually really i'd love to get him on the podcast at some point because he is crazy 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 good
1: yeah so um i think it was the same day i had a super cheap function and he spoke that night i had no idea like he was full top gun he was a teacher in top gun in the states like um he's world champion he is unreal like he'd be so cool to i mean if you got on with him it'd be awesome like this the stories that he's got is out of control and i had no idea like i feel bad like i've got along fantastic with him and i always chatting to him and that but i had no idea the level that he got to and and what he's done is awesome
0: oh yeah and just think about like the amount of time you've put in a race car to get to the level that you're at you know like now think about doing that in a plane yeah <laughs> it's so it's so crazy to think about the work that it takes to to do that sport in particular and it's so yeah. dangerous
1: oh mate like some of the stuff is out of control you know what i mean like um i, f- I feel like what we do is pretty sa- you know, pretty safe i mean we're we're in our own destiny and, and they are to a i suppose a point but um yeah the the stuff that he's been able to do in his life i mean not many people get to do that so it was it was awesome like now i we take people for ride days we had one yesterday actually, yeah but, you know people get out and they're like oh my god that was the best thing ever you don't really appreciate it until you go and do it in someone else's and when i went which is i suppose the equivalent of doing a hot lab Matt, i'm like mate this is the coolest thing i've done
0: yeah that's awesome bro you have to do one on a superbike next time
1: Oh, now i'm that, I'm scared about doing that you know what I mean?
0: that will that will freak you out
1: yeah that's why i don't want to do it
0: i, I did uh i did it at the bend with with milsey yeah. yeah going down that straight i think we were doing like 287 down that,
1: down that See, straight. i'd be worried doing it with him because i know he'd go he'd go crazy
0: Oh, he said to me before he's like i'm fully prepared to crash we went yeah. last
1: we we went
0: last so that he's like this is the last one of the weekend right and everyone's like yeah this is it and he's like cool because i'm down to crash this bike <laughs> i was like please don't bro
1: yeah no it's cool look i do want to do it eventually but um yeah i'm not too sure right now uh, all right i've just one I'm, day just,
0: that's uh, that's it's out in the universe now, so I'm sure that there's going to be someone that hears this and is yeah, like, "Oh, we I, can, we uh, can make that happen." Yeah, yeah, now it will be. I'll wait a while. <laughs> just go, just go watch it, fill up On you'll get wrangled. Maybe maybe get one of the one of the Red Bull boys to take you for a lap.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that'd be cool. I'm sure, we'll do that one day. It,
0: it's just it's cool when. I'm sure it'd be cool for you because you're at the pinnacle of your sport. You know, like you're one of the top dudes, you're winning races, you're in contention for the championship. And it's like you have that equivalent level of skill that Matt has or Jack has, you know, like you've mastered your domain and, you know, it's obviously a constant process, you're not done. But, you know, for you to be able to, I guess with that mastery comes almost like a... uh, like you, you wouldn't even know how good you are in a sense. Like it's very normal for you to just be that good at driving and it's been this gradual process that you've worked on for your entire life and then you you get into a, a plane with, you know, a guy like Matt and it's like it, it all comes rushing to you in one moment just how good he is but it's like you're actually that good too. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm not sure about that. But um <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying. It's um the coolest thing is, like when you talk to these guys, so much relates and so much crosses over that you never really you never really think about. I mean, anyone I suppose at the top of their sport is you know, is unbelievable at what they're doing and and at the end of the day where in one way or another we're sort of all doing the same thing just in a in a different yeah. sport. So when I sit down with Matt, um you want to sit down with miller with are doing you know what i mean like all these guys are, are doing it just they're operating at such a high level and it's so good to just talk to these guys and and learn off what their life's like and and what they get to do
0: yeah man i can imagine it's pretty awesome so uh when you then you get done with the the gt um the asia cup stuff like how how is that experience this year um being in those cars
1: yeah, it's been awesome. I mean, um, what did I do? I think I did four in Asia this year. So, I did Buriram in Thailand, two a back-to-back in Japan at Suzuka and Motegi, which was awesome. That's cool. And then Sepang at the end of the year. So, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I got to race on F1 and MotoGP tracks and uh, I've done a lot of laps on them on the sim. But to drive them in real life was, was cool and to race the guys that I got to race over there, some of the best GT guys in the world. It was awesome. So I loved it. I'm doing one more race uh, the week after Adelaide. I fly back to Malaysia to do another GT race. So um, I'm enjoying it. I'm loving doing more races. We only do twelve supercar races this year. So to be able to to drive more, um, I'm just trying to learn. Like I'm, I'm the our teammate over there is um, we've had a couple this year, but is a Mercedes factory driver so I'm going into their car which they race every weekend but it's, it's the same thing as what we were just talking about to learn off those guys is pretty awesome so uh, it's been a lot of fun hopefully I can what, do a bit more again next year
0: what's the main takeaways for you?
1: how good they are in those cars um, <laughs> <laughs> look when I talk to those guys they're doing 30 race weekends a year and they're driving the exact same car so there's, there's they're doing 3-4 weekends in a row and they're jumping in you know with different teams but same car every weekend so for me i rock up i'm like mate i've just come out of my right hand drive doing skids in a v8 civic car and now i'm jumping in a car with abs traction control, and everything yeah yeah it's got it all so it's been a lot of fun man i've loved hanging out with them i've come good mates with all those guys and um yeah they're very good at what they do i've enjoyed the challenge of it of racing those guys and and for sure it's made me better i think
0: and i mean is there anything that uh like not translates but you know is there things that you can pull out of that experience that does help you because and i'm sure just racing more helps you know like to for guys here that oh maybe they only have the opportunity to race 12 times like is it just the more racing more looks at more tracks like you have to you know Cash more data in your brain, and you know that is a positive thing. Or you know what? What are the advantages of it for you?
1: Yeah, it's it's all of that. Honestly, it's the racing, it's driving a car more, it's going. You know, just that feeling of going racing. It's the feeling of going out on track qualifying. You've got one lap. Yeah. You know, I think if you're in that situation more often than not, it's better. Yeah. So. I've, I've really enjoyed it. and as I said, the guys that are racing, man, they are fast, like I'm trying to, I'm trying to tell them come and have a skin in a supercar like you guys are <laughs> you guys are no joke, you're, you're bloody, really good. So I've really enjoyed going up against them and learning off those guys. like yeah, I wasn't as quick as those guys in those cars. So for me, I'm trying to learn off those guys to get better in the GT cars and look, some of it does relate. I mean at the end of the day, it's a race car. Yep. Um, so there's a lot of differences but at the same time I've taken a lot away and the experience was the biggest part of it so um, yeah I'm I'm very fortunate I mean if I wasn't with Triple Eight I probably wouldn't be doing this stuff you know I'm lucky that they've got a GT program and the boys allow me to come and drive with them so I've, I've really enjoyed doing it and um, yeah hopefully I can keep doing a little bit more in the future
0: oh um, yeah man it's so cool that you're getting the opportunity and it's just you know you think about what makes people great in motorsports and so much of it is just that experience you know like just they've done like you talk about Lounsey and and J-Dub it's just like they've done a million races you know so it's like for you to be so young and just stacking up race experience globally it's just it's such a rad uh a rad thing to to kind of you know get in at this stage of your career
1: yeah that's what it is I mean from last year i feel like i'm in such a better spot because of the experience that i've got just from doing 12 months so look i hope in 12 months time i look back and go i don't recognize that brock because i've got you know i've learned so much more so and i I hope i keep doing that for the next 20 years you know what i mean every year i look back and and think that i'm better i think you know once you stop learning you i don't know hopefully i never get to that point (laughs)
0: Yeah. Have you got a favourite moment from the year for supercars this year? Like, obviously, you know, we're coming into Adelaide. The championship's probably out of reach for you at this point, but you've had some amazing races. Um, is there maybe a favourite moment, but something that you people wouldn't guess would maybe be the favourite moment?
1: I mean, Sandown's, Sandown's probably the obvious Pretty one. Pretty hard to but beat, eh? Yeah. I suppose one of the most enjoyable races i've had um when i won in tasmania i think i started sixth and we fought our way up to win that race um that was a cool one i mean uh i think most of my race wins are come you know just starting up front and i've been out to sort of get a good lead but to come through the pack and and win i had a fun race at melbourne i think i started 21st and got to 8th or something you know there's a lot of little hidden treasures, hidden treasures like that where you you have a lot of fun along the way but um yeah man winning's fun you know what i mean i love you <laughs> yeah. know all my wins are pretty equally as good as the other but um yeah i've made i've had a good like, i've had a fun year like I've, i'm really enjoying what i'm doing you know every time i talk to someone they go you enjoying it and i'm like yeah and like no joke like i'm loving what i'm doing so hopefully we can just keep doing it i love
0: it for you bro it's so cool to see and so thank you mate you got uh your teammate is heading off to the old u.s end of a to race a uh, to race a nascar so a couple little things we can kind of touch on here first of all how cool has it been watching one of your mates just crush it at life
1: yeah mate, like i'm glad he's not here because i feel like i can talk about it freely now yeah <laughs> um, yeah yeah but um man like he is he's is unreal and i've we've become good mates i've like, become real good mates and uh it's been it's just so awesome to see him like i've probably never been so nervous in my life than i was when i watched him in chicago coming through the pack like i'm sitting Bro. there I'm like, daddy i'm like dad he's gonna win this race and he's like he's <laughs> yeah. dad's like, oh i'm not sure i'm like trust me and to see him do that um and then go back at indy and, and have another great weekend and just see like when he comes back like you can just tell that he loves it and yeah. you know, you, you know it's right for him because he he comes back with a bigger smile. He's stoked, so I'm I'm so stoked for him. He's going to do what he wants to do. I'm gutted at the same time that we're losing him because I really I love going up against him. I think he is one of the best. I think he's probably the, one of the best racers to ever do it. And look, at some point you could say not even supercars. You could say around the around the globe, he's. He is at the top of the tree like he is unreal and i'm 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 the guy next to him so i'm pretty lucky to to go up against him every weekend to learn off him and um i can't wait look i want to come to the states next year and watch one of his races hopefully um i'm just looking forward to see how he goes
0: man first of all completely agree with everything you just said the fans as well like there were so many svg fans and it only is second race there was people running the merch there was people that flew over from australia to watch him like uh, it just seemed like it's such a cool thing you know you can look at it as like oh, australia is losing their top driver and I, I mean it's happened a bunch of times with you know scotty mack and you know there's guys that have done it before but It's like when you see what he's done for supercars, you know, like I feel like he really legitimized the current crop of drivers. And it's like, hey, this is one of our best. He doesn't just walk away from everyone in Australia. Like there's good dudes that, you know, Brody went and did his thing. So it's like, I think it's really put a lot of eyeballs on Australia as a place where there's some really, really great race car drivers. And yeah, you know, he just, he's in, he loves it. And it's, it's really cool to, to see him get that opportunity and, and to just do so well at at, at a completely new sport for him.
1: A hundred percent. I think he's opened the door massively. I think there's a lot of guys looking at it. I mean, Brody's Brody went over and did a race. He did honestly, he did awesome as well. Um, There's, there's guys looking at it and I think he's you know, he's opened the door and it's pretty to go over and win. Like let's not (laughs) underestimate how, Unbelievable that is in that series, which is such high level. So I think when he did that, everyone's like, "Holy crap!" Like this guy can drive, um, and he's he's racing in it So I think it's it's opened the door. And um, look, let's hopefully he has a massively successful career over there, which I'm sure he will. And and um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, there's there's people talking about it, so we'll see what happens in the future.
0: So I guess what does that do for you in 2024 like what's your role within the team you know like because he's the clear older a not a driver but like he's like the team leader in that sense you know like you're not the rookie anymore but you're the young kid that has been developed through the Red Bull program he's the guy that's been there winning championships he's the staple dude he leaves and like do you feel like you have to fill that spot or you know like i guess how does how do you look at the 24 season now
1: yeah i suppose it hasn't really looked too much towards it um we still got you know the next one to go and then we'll we'll think about next year but i'm f- I'm fortunate you know we got will brown coming in who's a, a younger kid as well you know he's established though he's got wins on the board um look we're I'm going to war with him in two weeks for the cha- you know third in the championship. You know? yeah. <laughs> um, so we're battling each other at the moment. But look, the team wants to be at the top, and and for sure that's the goal going forward. Um, we're losing Shane. The plan is for me and Will to you know be able to take the fight for drivers and teams championship in the future. So um, I don't think anything's really going to change within the team. I don't think I'm going to have to. Look, I don't, I'm not going to have to tell Will anything, you know what I mean? He no, he knows what to do, but I suppose early on in the year, you know, if we talk about experiences from last year, obviously, I'll be the guy that knows as a team what we did, um, but I'm really looking forward to seeing Will's new aspect on everything. Obviously, he's coming from a different team. He hasn't been at Triple Eight before, so I'm sure he's going to come in with fresh ideas and just a different way of thinking, and I look forward to that. It's, it's good to to get a refresh of of light from from some different people so um it's going to be interesting it's going to be it's going to be really exciting
0: well mate i am uh very very stoked for you i'm very proud of you as a friend you're um you're one of the dudes like one of the best parts about the podcast is i just always get to talk to people that are just doing (laughs) great and and you're a guy that is doing awesome in what in what you've chosen to do and you'll i love to see when people live up to their potential you know and like you you had so much potential as a as a junior and in the lower categories and then you know you've come in and you've worked super hard these last few years and you've more than delivered to your potential and as a as a mate it makes me very proud so thanks for uh thanks for doing the potty again with us mate and uh i think we'll we'll do i guess quarterly review means we've got one more of these to do by the end of the yeah. year so maybe a little victory at adelaide and we can uh, we can talk about all that but um for now mate thanks so much for doing it
1: nah thank you man and good to see you killing it live it up in the us we'll see you soon <laughs> thanks brother see you mate